The following Marx Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. Eleven ways to assess your true fitness level. I once dated a girl who only went to the gym once a month. She'd do the same workout. A tough, high-intensity circuit using weights, the stationary bike, the stepper, and a few other machines. Every single time. And that was it. When you asked her about it, her reasoning was that if she could do the workout, she was still fit, and that was enough for her. Why go to the gym every day if she was already in shape? While I wouldn't recommend that methodology myself, one thing she did have right was regularly assessing her fitness level. This is something that most people, even many of those fitness buffs among us, don't do, and I think that's a real mistake. So I thought we'd explore this topic. Do you have a measuring post to gauge how fit you are? Is there a standard you aspire to reach, to surpass? To maintain? Let's look at several ways you can assess your true fitness level. Number one, do the Primal Blueprint Fitness Assessment. This is a simple way to check your capacity for bodyweight fitness. Do the max number of consecutive reps for each Primal Essential movement. The number of reps you can complete in each movement will determine where to begin on that movement's progression. If you haven't already, sign up for the newsletter and get free access to the Primal Blueprint Fitness ebook. Number two, do the CrossFit Baseline WOD. For time, do 500 meter row, 40 body weight squats, full depth, hip crease below the knee, 30 sit ups, start with your shoulders touching the ground, 20 push ups, chest to floor, 10 pull ups chin above bar, full extension at the bottom. That's a very reasonable standard. It tests strength, strength endurance, and the ability to endure a demanding workout. Here's how CrossFit interprets times for males and females. 3 minutes and 45 seconds for males, 4 minutes and 40 seconds for females is elite. 4 minutes and 30 seconds for males and 5 minutes and 35 seconds for females is pro. 5 minutes and 15 seconds for males, 6 minutes and 30 seconds for females equals expert, 6 minutes and 15 seconds for males, 7 minutes and 30 seconds for females is collegiate, 7 minutes and 15 seconds for males, 8 minutes and 30 seconds for females is intermediate, 8 minutes and 15 seconds for males, 9 minutes and 30 seconds for females is novice, 9 minutes and 15 seconds for males, 10 minutes and 30 seconds for females is beginner, and 10 minutes for males, 11 minutes for females is the cutoff. Number three, run a mile. I talked about this extensively several months ago. The mile run really is a nice barometer for overall real-world endurance fitness. A mile's about as long as you'll have to run in an emergency nowadays, whether it's back to your apartment because you forgot your phone or through city streets because it just started pouring all of a sudden. Even if you've just defeated the Persian army and need to warn your countrymen that the remaining fighters are heading their way with revenge on their minds, you send a text. 
you don't run 26.2 miles back to tell them in person. If anything, you might run around for a mile's worth searching for a signal. In a recent study, men over 50 who could run the mile in 8 minutes or less had optimal cardiovascular fitness and a greatly reduced risk of heart disease. For women, it was 9 minutes. Any fit person, man or woman, should aim for at least 8 minutes or less. The younger you are, the less time it should take. But the best mark of fitness is that your time improves. Number 4. Do the maximum aerobic function test. For regular folks, general trainees, and athletes, the mile run is a great barometer of the kind of aerobic fitness they'd need. For more serious endurance athletes, the maximum aerobic function, MAF test, is worthwhile. Phil Maffetone came up with the MAF, and it's pretty simple and intuitive. Best for endurance athletes, but anyone interested in their aerobic capacity, which should be everyone, probably, can benefit from taking the test. Number one, find a fixed course, like a track, and strap on a heart rate monitor. Number two, start slowly running until you reach 75% of your max heart rate. Number three, do eight laps while maintaining that heart rate. Monitor your heart rate and adjust your speed accordingly to keep it at 75%. Number four, time yourself. The MAF also works with cycling, rowing, or any other aerobic pursuit. It's not strenuous by any means, only 75% of HR, but it is very informative. Improving your time on a MAF test means you have become more efficient at a low intensity and correlates strongly with an ability to race faster at higher intensities. Number five, consult Mark Ripito's basic strength standards. The standards take up several full pages, so I won't list them here. Just go over to Mark's Daily Apple and find this link and see where you fall. Ripito breaks up the strength standards for each lift, overhead press, bench press, squat, deadlift, power clean, into five categories. Undertrained, never picked up a weight, novice, just starting out with strength training, intermediate, knows his or her way around a weight room, advanced, very strong, well-versed in the lifts, and elite, really dang strong, probably competes or should. For my money, being intermediate across the board is probably enough for most people. You'll be stronger than most people you encounter, and you'll have an above-average amount of lean muscle mass. Reaching the intermediate level isn't too hard, and it doesn't put in any real danger of injuring yourself. If you go for higher levels, the risk goes up. Not to say it isn't safe. Number six, count how many calories you burn in a minute on a stationary bike. Sprinting is important for health and fitness, but not everyone is suited for flat sprints on a track. I wouldn't exactly ask grandpa to test his 100 meter dash time, you know? Cycle sprints are an excellent compromise. They aren't really even a compromise. They're hard to do and hard to mess up. As long as you get the angles right, the risk of injury is very low. Schwinn Airdynes are excellent for this, if you can get a hold of one. A minute of all-out sprinting on one of those beasts is a humbling experience, so go do it, in other words. Can you beat 87 calories? 
If you're on an airdyne, which works your arms and legs, aim for 40 to 50 calories in a minute. If you're on a standard stationary bike, aim for 25 to 35. Number seven, see how long you can tread water. Go find a body of water, either natural or man-made, and get into the deep end. Tread water. Aim for 15 minutes. Now, don't float. Floating's cheating, unless you're in a life-or-death situation. Stay in constant motion. Always be treading. Say that in Alec Baldwin's voice from Glengarry Glen Ross when you start to falter for a quick pick-me-up. Don't swim. And keep your head above water at all times. Chin dipped a bit? You just swallowed a lethal amoeba that's worming its way into your cerebellum. 15 minutes of active, unceasing treading is fairly tiring, but it should be doable for most people with enough practice. Get a movement screening. A popular one is the Functional Movement Screening, or FMS, created by Gray Cook. In an FMS, a screener puts the screened through a series of body weight movements designed to identify mobility deficiencies. Poor ankle dorsiflexion? The FMS will find it. Bad thoracic mobility? The FMS will root it out. Unweighted mobility is the foundation of all physical performance, and you're not at your full fitness potential if there are serious movement deficiencies. You can certainly overcome poor mobility with sheer force for a short while, but it always comes back to bite you. Number 9. Play a pickup game. It could be any sport. Basketball, soccer, ultimate frisbee, football. Just go out in a park and play a game on short notice. Play for 20 or 30 minutes and make sure you're moving for most of it. Then observe. How do you feel after playing? How did you perform? Were you sucking wind by the end or could you go for another one? How did you feel the next day? Sore, stiff, or raring to go? Did you enjoy yourself or were you just trying to survive? Number 10. Walk for two hours without feeling it. Walking is our birthright. It's how we get around. These hominids were made for walking. You should be able to walk for two straight hours and hold a conversation. You should be able to walk and take in the scenery. You should be able to walk for two hours and then work out, if you wanted to. My point is simple. A two-hour walk shouldn't feel like exercise. Walking should be pleasurable and leisurely. It's also transportation, a totally utilitarian pursuit. You shouldn't get winded getting from here to there. If I'm walking, I can usually do about three and a half or four miles per hour comfortably. That's walking pretty briskly, but brisk is easy for me because I hike a lot. Number 11. Sit on the ground and stand up using just your feet. Several years ago, a Brazilian doctor found that testing how many limbs his patient used to sit down on the ground and stand back up could predict their risk of early death. The highest possible score attained if a person sat and stood using only their feet was 10. For every limb, elbow, knee, hand, or side of the leg a person used to help them get down to a sitting position or stand up from it, a point was subtracted half a point was subtracted if a person lost balance. 
Each point increase was associated with a 21% lower risk of all-cause mortality in the cohort of 51 to 80-year-olds. Note, this doesn't apply to those jerk toddlers who can easily stand up without using their hands or anything else from seemingly every position. How did you do? Try to get to the 9 or 10 range. Now there are plenty more ways to assess your fitness, but these are 11 of the best, most comprehensive, and simplest methods. If you perform well on all 11, it's safe to say you're very fit and are certain to live forever. Well, maybe not that last part. So folks, how did it go? Try at least one of the assessments that you can do immediately and report back your findings at marksdailyapple.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And again, I remind you, we'd love it if you would head over to iTunes and leave us a review or rating. Hey, Primal listeners, here's a quick health tip for you. Most Primal paleo-oriented health professionals agree that supplementing with pharmaceutical-grade fish oil is an easy way to help you achieve peak health. Omega-3 support a healthy immune system, pain-free flexible joints, brain and nerve health, and serve as nature's anti-inflammatory fats that can help keep chronic inflammation in check. Primal Nutrition's Vital Omegas are the highest quality source of the essential fatty acids DHA and EPA, concentrated and refined to the highest levels of purity, and packaged in easy-to-swallow capsules. Order three bottles and get one free at PrimalBlueprint.com.